force is coming into balance. And we're here to find it. I need someone to show me my place in all this. You're traveling the Jundland Wastes with Mark and Dan. The Jundland Wastes are not to be traveled lightly. A podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the Star Wars expanded universe and beyond. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. <laughs> Good evening, I'm Mark. With me is my co-host Dan. Hello. And you are traveling the Jutland Wastes again. It is November 2020. It is, <laughs> I would say, it is. It, this is our... Uh, pre-Turkey Day, post-election uh, podcast for, for, for this month. Um, a lot of us are still, a lot of us, we are still hunkered down in, in this pandemic state, but that has not taken away our, uh, our ability to enjoy uh, the greatest franchise ever in the history of humanity, Star Wars. Yes. Um, especially now with, uh, you know, The Mandalorian is now, you know, four episodes into their new season, and man, has it been a ride. Yeah. I'm telling oh, you, right. I, I yeah. J- yeah. just generally sp- speaking, because um, we're going to go through each each of these episodes here just right now to give our general impressions. But but what is what is your general impression of this of this uh, second season? Did it meet up to what you were expecting? Well, I think you know we're in uncharted territory. I mean, no one knows what to expect, including me. Like I, you know, uh, it's it's the first live action Star Wars TV show. Yep. Um, series, I should say. Uh, as there was the holiday special, um, which I will say is the 40th anniversary of the uh, the holiday special. <laughs> it's great. I think it's on Disney. I think they have it up. Well, they have the new. I, they they have oh, the they have new, new one, one. Oh, the okay. new Lego one. I don't think the old one will ever see the light of an official release. Oh, Although the, the the Boba Fett uh, animated piece is is pretty sweet. It's anyway. pretty great. Yeah, and they took a lot from that from the Mandalorian. Actually. They did. They did. Um, I I think. Look, I think it's it's interesting so far. I. Um, I have my I have my likes and dislikes. I had I had kind of an interesting idea about it. Um, What's your about, idea? <laughs> well, I so so it seems like okay. So you've got a you've got you've got a Mandalorian who's basically a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the there there's a um, there's kind of a um, formula to every episode. Like he shows up, someone's going to help him, but he has to do something for them first. Mm-hmm. He has overarching quest. Then each each episode, like he's got to do something before someone will help him. So I feel like that would that kind of formula would have been better served if each episode was just a different job. Like keep him as a bounty hunter, you know. Mm-hmm. Ha- have Baby Yoda kind of on the side, and as you go on, he changes and becomes more of kind of a a good guy as opposed to just a bounty hunter. Well, I hunter. think they're trying to do that. I, yeah. I I do think they're they are morphing him from the. Uh, cold-hearted bounty hunter who is very uh committed to the mandalorian way of life 
and 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 obviously, I mean, we we can go through some of these episodes, but you're, you're beginning to see. You saw a little bit. There's cracks in the Beskar armor a little sure. bit, um, as he begins to open his heart up a little bit to others around him. Yeah. Um, for somebody who's come from, I mean, just the way I'm perceiving it is that, um, it he he comes from a very he was raised in a very dogmatic Mandalorian way, yeah. and it's very strict. And he had his he has his code that he follows. Um, but he was thrown a curveball with uh, with the child, and the mission that happened after that. Yeah. Um, I I think the second season has started off really well, and I think we're beginning to see see the Mandalorian or see, see, you know, I, I just keep calling the Mandalorian, but Dinjajara, you know, he, he is, he is opening himself up to what the universe, what the galaxy there has to offer him. And I think that is all playing into, I mean, we go, we'll, we'll go through these episodes because sure. I mean, a lot of this is, is playing into what we're going to be speaking about right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, when we let in the first season, we spoke about how you know it was all left off with, you know, the last thing we see is uh, Moff Gideon slicing himself out of that uh, destroyed Tie Fighter, and uh, he's holding the dark saber. So yeah. that that left us thinking, gosh, this is this, this is what it's going to be about <laughs> for season two, or this is going to come into play. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, that the, the the first episode that came out of um, this 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 uh, half season, the first uh, no, this first chapter was it? What was the chapter? It was chapter uh, nine. Chapter nine yeah. called the Marshall. Yeah. It was directed by John Favreau, and um, this was I'm telling you, talk about coming to the plate and yeah. and just hitting a grand slam. Like, like they totally. just they decided to yeah, just really... we're gonna come out of the gates, you yeah. know, with all barrels wide open here, and they really did. Yeah, um, for sure. I especially for me and you, as I was watching this, oh, yeah. thinking about like all the EU that we have ingested over the years and how much, you know, we've seen from art and the video game, especially Kotor. That was just in my mind. Oh, look, just it looked just like that. It was cave. just like the yeah, cave that amazing. we went to in Kotor with the crate dragon. Yeah. And the fact that they brought the crate dragon, the fact that you're seeing Boba Fett's armor, the fact that you see Boba Fett at the end of the, end of the first yeah, amazing, episode yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I, I was just blown away at how much they decided to dip into the expanded universe. Yeah, I think it, I, th- I thought the first episode was very strong. I liked it. I mean, it was, it was good, totally very good beginning. Very good beginning. But it, it, I mean, it was falling under that category that you were saying almost like you know where it uh, he's he's on a mission, but it takes a little bit of a detour here. We're back on right, Tatooine, I, and uh, for sure, yeah. What I think, I, what I think, I'm, I mean to say is that like I think I like the formula of it. I just feel like they could do it more directly, like you know, like mm-hmm. it's. it's he kind of stopped being. He really stopped being a Mandalorian. He stopped being a bounty hunter. Yeah, know? I think the bounty hunter, and, and I think this yeah. this season is is more of trying to define of how does he how does he come to terms with the fact of who he's becoming along with, I would say, this Mandalorian heritage that he he honors so much. Yeah, for sure, for definitely. No, it's it's definitely moving in a good direction, um, uh, and it'll be nice to go back, I think, and watch all of them, like to see the overall story arc. Yep. Yep. Do you think they're going to wrap up the Baby Yoda storyline in this season, or is that going to keep going? Until the you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I was thinking about this as I've been watching the last four episodes. Yeah. Um, I know this is a little tangent because we were just starting to talk yeah, about the Marshall no, but there, still, but yeah. I, 
I'm wondering if 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 Favreau and Filoni are going to maybe take a bit of a baby Yoda child detour a little bit huh. to try to bring it back because I think we could say that that first season, um, as as much as the Mandalorian was glorious to watch as yeah. a character, yeah. um, the, the, the child stole the show. Hmm. I think the yeah. child still show that first season. Yeah, that's fair. As we were watching, but that first, we go back to that that you no know, chapter nine, the marshal here. It was an episode where you did see, because I was wondering, is 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 uh, is the child going to do something? Is he going to save the day in this episode? Is he going to, you know, use the force in some way? And that didn't happen. It was yeah. very. He was like a very. If, if it is a he, he or she is a very secondary character, uh, in in this episode. And it seems to be um, Din Djarin is 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 the one who's up front, and and leading this mission. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to see more episodes. Is that I'm wondering if when we finally get to because I mean this is because the, they did mention Ahsoka in in that third uh, in that in chapter eleven in the Eris of yeah. you know where he's trying to find Ahsoka so he can like reunite the child with this other Jedi. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if the child gets left with Ahsoka and that while it's under Ahsoka's care, wherever Ahsoka is, that we're going to see episodes where the Mandalorian, where Din Djarin is off on, an, on another mission separate from, from, well, from the child, even though he's taking the pledge to yeah, that, no, that where would, he goes, they go. But no, um, That would be really cool. I think that would be a really neat kind of, that would be really neat. Uh, because then he could go join the fight to retake Mandalore, which would be really cool to watch. That is what I'm I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering awesome. where, because yeah. you know this has got to be happening. But anywho, uh, let me well, try we'll to get see. back I to mean, the <laughs> next. The next episode, episode five of this season, is is written and directed by Dick by Filoni. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, think so this is where really... we're going to see uh, Ahsoka. You think we'll see her in this episode? I think. I hope so. Yeah. You know, you I'm so? I'm looking at who's who's. I mean, they. they I'm checking Wikipedia out because you know it's the easiest one to look at right now. Sure. But um, you know the, the 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 shows which are directed. You know, you said written and directed this this week by Dave Filoni. I think he's going to go into his uh, into his bag of tricks that he used on on the Clone Wars and bring us something that is just going to knock us out of our seats. Um, I'm, I, I'm into I, that. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's I cool. think this is yeah. where we are going to see Ahsoka. If there that's is a, sh- I mean, I doubt we're going to see the same Ahsoka that we saw at that final season of or that final episode on on Clone Wars, where she had, where it was both lightsabers ablaze and 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 yeah. just taking no prisoners. But actually, she did take a prisoner. Um, well, <laughs> right. Well, we'll see. I mean, because we also saw her in at the end of Rebels. That is know? true. Yep. Yep. She leaves to go try to find. Um, She's trying to find Ezra, and she. Ezra, yeah. and the question, I mean, they also people are asking is, is Sabine going to be on this mission as well too? Because I, I, I've heard a lot, especially because she's a Mandalorian as well too. Yeah. Are yeah, we going to no, see her? It should be really interesting. This episode, what? I'm wondering if we're going to see her this episode. Yeah, that would be incredible. That would be a great. That would be a big surprise. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, or if we see, what if we see Ezra? Because last we heard from her, she was going off to find Ezra. She was. Um, the is there enough time? Well, yeah, because I guess it's about four years after yeah. Return of the Jedi, so yeah. that would place Ezra at that time way past that. I mean, they they were starting to search for uh, Ezra after the Battle of Endor, I believe. Yeah. So, interesting. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anywho, that, that 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 chapter nine, the Marshal. Um, I I was just 
taken aback by at, at, at how much they dipped into the EU. I was like, my gosh, it's 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 Kotar. They're going after a crate dragon. They're having yeah. all these sand people. Mike, it, it was funny because as as they as 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 the Razor Crest comes flying in, and you see, they flies over a bunch of banthas. And, and and the Tuscan Raiders, I'm like, my gosh, there it is, the Junlin Wastes. Yep. If you look close enough, you may see Mark and Dan out there, yeah, too. We're sitting <laughs> on the, we have a, a, like a beautiful little palace over there. We're, we're having coffee oh. and watching all this. Oh, my God, um, wouldn't that be something? Um, they're they're <laughs> there, in there. A... They're in Beggar's Canyon, probably. They're in the Junlin Wastes. Um, one part of that episode that, that just I was so happy that they, they dug into was, was watching how um, the Mandalorian is almost – Acting as a as as a peacekeeper and a diplomat between the settlers and the Tuscan Raiders, it was so much taken out of Kotor. Of like, there's this super misunderstanding or super distrust between the two um, the two uh, you know factions living in this in this area, and um, it's it, it was. It was almost like watching or, or, or playing that 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 Knights of the Old Republic game, where you as 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 Revan have to figure out a way. Do do you make peace with the uh, the Tuscan Raiders and try to figure out a way to work with them so that you can go and the and you make that deal where they have to go after the Crate Dragon, um, or do you yeah, take the so opposite true. approach wow. of a dark side approach and 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 just say the hell with them and just blow them away and take care of the Crate Dragon yourself. Yeah, no, I like the idea of cooperation and learning to understand perspectives that seem foreign or even uh, inimical to, to you. Didn't it, uh, wasn't it like amazing to see that Great. even even some simple details like leaving the bantha in front of the cave to, as bait? Yeah, and like then, they I do mean, that, and the pearl that you that you discover at the so end. There's so much. You also drew in like the little the little like weird dogs from Ep- Attack Ex- of the Clones. Yes, yes. You know, yes. like they were fighting over that bone. Like they're Correct. in there. I love that. That was unbelievable. And then, like, you know, he's got a similar, you know, the Mandalorian's got a similar kind of motorcycle to, like, what Anakin had. Like, there's all these cool... Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, yeah, that, this is what I, so I, I cool can't believe I forgot about that. To Attack of the Clones. And, and that was right from and, Phantom Menace. Yeah, from Phantom Menace and just, and, like, and also from... I like to uh, believe that was Anakin's and, part of his racer it looks so much like it you know <laughs> yeah no it looked it, yeah oh right and then the racer yeah it looked exactly like anakin's racer so he I was like a lot that's... in from from the prequels which i thought was brilliant there's an interesting thing also um they, they did something really i think really special in the first episode they included tsl tuscan sign language yes and uh yes. it's got a very big deal and one of the raider scouts was played by troy kotsur who is a deaf person from California. He's really? An he's an artist, and he acts and directs and consults, and he's been in a bunch of things. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Tuscan that Raider is so one. amazing. So they want to include a, a sign language in a way that, that they... It's, I thought it was so, so amazing, such a beautiful, beautiful thing. It, it was interesting, too, that uh, this, uh, you know, the Mandalorian knows how to, how, how, how to, how to, how to speak that. Which it's, is... un, it's incredible. So let, there, let me read a tiny bit from the Daily Moth. Sure. Dailymoth.com has an interview with Troy Coatsier. So she, uh, the first question is really, I mean, they're all, it's a cool interview. You should check it out on Dailymoth.com. Um, the interviewer, Ren, interviewer Renka Dunn, says, You mentioned that you were a Star Wars fan since how old? Troy Coatsier answers, Eight years old! Exclamation wow. point. I have been a fan since that age. Remember that in the year of 1977... Technology was limited, and accessibility for deaf people were limited. 
Wow, that, you're right. But that Star Wars movie blew my mind. It changed my life. Why? Question mark. It was like, quote, wet eyes. So visual for me. For the first five mm. minutes, remember the opening of that movie? Question mark. The spaceship shooting, the robots, C-3PO scrambling, and all of that overwhelmed my eyes. I watched it 28 times. <laughs> I watched the movie Star Wars A New Hope 28 times. Wow, that is a... You know, as I'm thinking about it, you could watch that movie and still get a good amount of what this story is is getting at just by the visuals. Yeah. Just by the visuals, which, I mean, you've spoken yeah. this about before. You know, George is such a, a visual storyteller. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, uh, that, that's amazing. And now here he is in The Mandalorian. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> Playing anyway, a Tusken so Raider. Isn't that awesome. incredible? Awesome. That is awesome. So I'm going to have to was... figure out how to get this guy's I mean, autograph. I'm going to yeah, get this guy's right? autograph. <laughs> and, I mean, John Favreau, kudos to, to, to you, you know? Like, totally. Awesome. Such an and I love the way that the, the 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 vision of these of this show is so inclusive and but like in a in a way that doesn't seem inclusive like it just looks like regular people and I yeah. re- I really appreciate that. I well, really I I, I we saw I even a little bit about that. Like if you were to go back to um, at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, um, mm. when you see. Um, the embrace of Leia's uh, um, uh, of of her second of her of her of her, of her right hand woman, and uh, one of the one of the fighter pilots. It's like the first yeah. time you ever saw like you know a uh, like a, a a lesbian kiss and a hug on uh, on a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it was and great. it didn't take it I, take you out at all. I mean, you noticed it, but it wasn't like you were saying it was like that's just how the this is how the universe is, and. Yeah. That's how yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so sure. I thought it's 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 nice to see that, you know, in such a you know we're we're living in such troubled times or whatever that it's that it's Star Wars that that manages I think to uh, to keep everybody um, grounded in a sense. Yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally agree. Well, yeah. let's give a grade now for for that first uh, episode of 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 season two, the the Marshall. I would give it uh, a solid A. Me what too. would you give it? I give it an A. Give it an A as well. That's yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. The next episode, and I'm hoping we can see again. I mean, I would love to see another episode where they are once again touching upon um, expanding universe. And I'm wondering, if, once we get into some more Jedi lore, when we include Soka yeah. and the child and so forth, that we might be seeing something that um, goes back to some of the stories that we have we have we have we have read, or some of the video games, or something that that you know where it's knowledgeable to us, but but it's finally you know, canonized within a show, you know? Right. There were a lot, I mean, just, we're not to the fourth episode yet, but there were a ton of like really like totally Star Wars nerdy references. Oh God. And like you, you talk about the siege. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was was an M4 feel completely. But it just was, there was a couple, I should have written them down. There were some that I was just like, like, just remind me. I remembered them now. There are two that I remember that are just like, Oh my God, come on. Yeah. You can't. Did you really put that in there? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. did. So. <laughs> okay. So for the um, the next episode, chapter ten, called the passenger. Yeah. Uh, in this episode here, um, the Mandalorian is sent on a mission to take. Uh, I, I can't even remember. Did, did we get a name of 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 the passenger? A frog itself? lady? No. 
Oh, the frog lady? Okay. No, no I guess we did. Yeah, yeah, just considered frog lady. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it transport this frog lady to uh, a moon called Trask, where her husband will will fertilize these eggs that she is that she is bringing. Um, I was so happy they didn't show that. No, that's a good <laughs> <season>. <laughs> Regardless of that. Sorry. That, I want to get that out okay, there. Okay, uh, there you go. And they didn't. Um, it, I thought it was interesting in the sense that um, it was a visually it was a visually interesting episode, I would, oh, I would I say. I don't I think there yeah. was... I mean, it, uh, I won't say that I, I, I... It didn't blow my socks away like, obviously, that, that, that Marshall episode. Um, I think it was the, the fun of it was is that they wanted to show you something. Maybe they were trying to show you something a little bit more video gamey, a little bit more creepy, just to uh, you know give you an ep- like a standalone episode. Uh, I will say the things that I liked yeah. about that episode was seeing the X-wing fighters again. Yep. That that was awesome. I yeah, love and, seeing and, the X-wing fighters. I yeah. love seeing the them flying through the the atmosphere there, and um, how they at the end of the uh, episode they, they they show up again. And you had told me that that you know this you know that was uh, Dave Filoni as one of the uh, the pilots yeah. in that. Yeah, pretty um, amazing. Yeah, I found humor in the fact that that the child was eating the eggs. I I mean, know, I, this is really controversial now. No, I, but I, I thought think it was, was funny the yeah. first time. It was just like a joke that, that was just doing yeah, too much. Yeah, and I was just okay. like, I thought it was kind of funny, but also kind of like, what? But it was it was funny. I got it. It was, it was, it was a gaffe. But then it just like kept going, and I was like, wait, it wasn't that funny. Okay, <laughs> like, just... I mean, it was, it was funny, <laughs> but it wasn't that funny, and it, now it's gross. And now well, that you pointed it out so much, actually, the first time wasn't funny either. It was horrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just like, <laughs> like if they just the left joke it as kicked one its own gaff, tail, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, if they just left it as one gaff, I would have been like, okay, that was, that was a little bit horrifying, but at least it was funny. You know, I, I think, it's just a TV show, so fine. But then they yeah. kept going at it, and then like the whole episode like revolves around him eating things, and I was just like, I'm just like, oh my god, like really, like it just it was, I, I think it's it again as if you watched it in in the context of the entire show. I think it's a good episode, but in terms of its own, I I really I didn't enjoy it like at um, all. It, 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 it me took nothing. me out of the story yeah. a little bit. It definitely yeah. took me out of the story. Um, yeah. I thought that there was going to be something a little bit more. Besides the, uh, I mean, because the majority of the time is, is the Razor Crest being in trouble from these spiders, them going out yep. and trying to, you know, eliminate them. Yep. Uh, but getting back to the child, I mean, this may sound silly, yep. but I, I keep wondering. Yeah. The child is 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 you know, I mean, it, it, if you think about it, the child's always hungry. Yes. The pork, the poor thing is hungry. All now we. Yeah. <laughs> We're both parents. We know when our children were little, okay, that that was usually before a, a growth spurt or something. You know, the child's right. eating more now. You know, you're expecting right. the kid's gonna sure. gonna like you know uh, you know but, you know another set of maturity is gonna grow another inch higher. Is gonna start walking. I'm wondering if we are seeing something. Like, I heard this on another podcast too, but I was oh, I was wondering are are they dropping signals like this because you know the the child is fifty some odd years old. <laughs> Granted, it's a Yoda species, but are we going to see like an advancement of the child to where this toddler starts speaking or starts maturing in a way, or are they are they trying to lead us in that direction, or is this just a gag of like the poor thing's always hungry? I mean, I think they'd have to break their own kind of like setup. Like 
if he only if he aged as much as like a two or three year old or four year old mm -hmm. in fifty years, yeah. I mean, he's gonna have to be close to 150 or 200 before he ever before he does. Age. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, interesting. Or he's even a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, or if he's an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old, so then you know he's gonna need at least another 50 years. I mean, it's just I don't think they I don't think they can, um, and especially with the most recent episode, I, I, it, which kind of explains like why they want him. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't think they can do that, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I you know. Uh, they were kind of, I feel like they, they wrote this season, you know, I mean, they're, they're making this up. I mean, they're trying to, you know, I appreciate the job they're trying to do mm -hmm. uh, very much. Well, know. it's like in this type of show, I think that they, you, you, you can't like, you know, divulge everything all at once, which is one of the things that they, with the Clone Wars, why it works so well yeah. um, is that. Because a lot of people were thinking that first season of Clone Wars or whatever. Okay, well, we're going to start seeing, like, you know, the dark side of Anakin in, 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 like, the third episode by the... And and he was like, no, this is... That's not how this works. Like, everything is is a methodical way of doing this. And sure. and that in order for, sure. for Darth Vader to, to, to appear, you've got to see the hero that Anakin was. And he had to show that in a much elongated um, set of seasons. Yeah, that's the same way with this show. I think that they're going to be methodical in how they they approach things. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes interesting sense, thing yeah. about this episode is that Misty yeah. Rosas played who who was um, you know Quill, who was the uh, the body of Quill um, in season one, played the Frog Lady. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she played this. She played this uh, part as well too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, wow. interesting. Um, yeah, one other thing I will really say about neat. this is I saw somebody yeah. on Facebook had put this. Um, Almost like they they, they they made like a old Marvel cover of of what this episode would be like if it was like a comic book. It was such a cool look of the Mandalorian with his with it with with his with his blaster flying all over the place and the and the spider. I'll have to show you this picture because I thought it was oh, like because cool. <laughs> part of me was like this this probably would have made one of those um, early Marvel comic issues one of these standalone issues which is just to give you like a taste of the universe and give you some action and fun and um but anywho uh let's give let's give a grade for this if i were to give a grade for the passenger um i would give it a b minus i would say c minus c minus okay yep let's go now to the uh to the next episode chapter chapter 11 which was the heiress yep um Really enjoyed this episode. Oh, my was, God, to see, to... Yeah. <laughs> we are finally that. seeing a situation where um, canonized animation is meeting with canonized live action. It's 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 incredible. It's meshed in together now. And when it God is. and I saw Bo-Katan's armor, I was like, "What? That is Bo-Katan. That is Bo-Katan." My kids were like, "I don't know," and I was like, "That that is That's definitely." Her, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was this. This to me, this episode was like I like this episode better than the first one. Like it was just so I just really thought this, this, this yeah, was okay. it really spoke to me. Yeah, I really liked it, and I gotta tell you, I think the directing in this episode was absolutely stellar. Um, and it's it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Like I, I yeah, she's man, she's really coming into her own. I mean, she's. She's unbelievable. I mean, that was she. She included, you know, that that whole thing with like that whole scene was so beautiful with like the frog lady and her husband, and then like, oh they my kind gosh, of run to she each gave other such and they, 
why it was so beautiful. It was like so like tender and like nice and and at the same time she's doing that, she's able to portray like all these other things and it and it all flowed so nicely one into the other. Like it didn't seem incongruous. It was, it was amazing. She's really something. Yeah, I, I, I look I, forward to her. I would you know based on that, give her. I would like. I would say give her a movie. She's amazing. Like she's really she good. she certainly has the uh, the 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 family heritage behind it. Well, but it's also like that ability to portray yeah. the utter brutality of the Star Wars universe, yeah. while at the same time the emotional quality of something really tender and beautiful is very hard to pull off. And she did it really wonderfully. So I'd love to see her do a movie. Actually, like yeah, she gets no, my vote. It, that's yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I I will I will agree with you that um, as I was watching that episode. Um, I didn't know at the time, but as I thought about the episode, I came to that a little bit of a similar conclusion that you did regarding the frog lady and, and, and her husband. It, it sort of redeemed that previous episode a little bit where it was – the story felt – you just – like I said, it, was, it, it felt weird. Yeah, and he didn't know like it was a frog lady, and it was it was like uh, part of me is still wondering whether or not that was even a. I can't tell whether or not I I, I like the creature sculpt that was done for that for that character. Oh, for the frog lady. Uh, part of me was like maybe they're trying to give like a feel back to F four where the where the aliens were a little bit exotic looking and 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 strange in a sense. Yeah. Um, but some part of me just doesn't. It just wasn't matching. Well, with the exception of the fact when you saw the uh, the frog lady jumping all over the place, I was like, okay, they are they're they're definitely going with the frog lady thing and yeah. jumping around like that. Yeah, um, that's interesting. No, I yeah, that's an interesting observation. I mean, I I definitely noticed that the kind of the the look of the creatures. Um, it, it, I I hear I know exactly what you mean. Like it kind of looked not as convincing to some degree like it's kind of like well, well it's like appearing the aliens that you see yeah. in in return of the jedi compared to the ones in episode four where you but like both but you can see the definite difference between right. what happened in 1977 and what happened in 1983 right <laughs> but, for uh, sure for sure no i i, I totally I, I hear that but i also yeah. agree with you that um it gave also the the fact that when when the mandalorian brings the child to them and says take care of it because i got to go on a mission yeah. I'm like God. I I really hope he does, because you can he see him looking at. Yeah. yeah, I was like God. Yeah. I hope they don't do Please. this. And but right. but the fact that they pushed it towards it was almost like. I mean, say it's a very touching scene where where you see the little tadpole in the bowl, you know, swimming around, and and she's saying, you know, like like you do with like well like when the new baby comes to the home and and, and your kids are just like, oh, what is this? And you're just like, oh, I'll be nice, you know, it's just it's just it's just a little baby and everything, and you could see that it had that tender part to it. Um, yeah. I yeah. will say, as much as that was a, that, that 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 added to the uh, to the episode, oh my god, Mandalorians just blowing apart a uh, that was an, an yeah, imperial warship. It's oh amazing. My god, that was amazing. <laughs> and it gave us another. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm wondering if they're going to try to make this like imperial remnant almost like the beginnings of of what we end up seeing in in the sequel trilogy of how oh, evil they, they come i mean yeah. giddy moff gideon i mean to, to the to the fact that you know that the the, the imperial officer who's in charge of that of that ship is like you know it's basically you know that we complete our mission or we all just blow up right here because yeah, moff gideon's not 
and oh. I, and when he he does like it's, it was like something out of like I thought like you, you saw like the you know Captain America First Avenger where where the, the Hydra guy like bites the tooth and the cyanide right. tooth and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting. I wasn't for the pre officer to to accidentally say no hail Hydra and everything. But, yeah. it was, yeah. but, it, but he he does himself in. He shoots the other officers in there. Um, but the mandal, but that yeah. battle of just seeing like. Gosh, live-action Mandalorians against the Empire. Oh, it was, oh, it was unbelievable. It was great. It was great. I mean, I, the fact that that I'm just I'm saying, like, it was like that was so good. And then the thing of like the family scene and like all that was also just as good. Like that's, I, it's like usually a, a director has like one style. You know, like if you're gonna go see a John Woo movie, you know, a lot of people yeah. get their asses kicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. it's just like that's what you're going in to see, and it can be better or worse done. That kind of thing. But what was neat about, and what's neat about her directing style is that she pulled both off. It can be completely tender and beautiful and family-oriented and whatever. And at the very same time, the next scene is unbel- it's, it's unbelievably brutal. And yeah. It's an incredible fight. And it's like both were pulled off just brilliantly. And I think that that's really special, the ability just to show the kind of, again, this like expansiveness of, the, of Star Wars. Like yep. It's not just about one thing. I have uh, to say also, um, I... <laughs> Katie Sackoff just like knocked my oh. socks off in that episode. I was oh. like, oh my gosh, we had we saw what she did in the Clone Wars, and yeah. now here she is oh. in full Mandalorian, you know, gear, just kicking butt all over the place. Oh, and she man. brings, I mean, God, they said Dark Saber. They did, you know, they said Dark Saber, and and when she says like, you know, you have to find Ahsoka Tano. I was like, my gosh! They mentioned it. They said the name. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. You're, you're, I thought it was going to be something like much more cryptic. Like, I know a Jedi, a Jedi who used to be the apprentice of someone who is no longer with us, or something. And, and I mean, I thought, but it was just like you know, just blunt out there. Yeah, here it is. Well, yeah. I mean, she's she's <laughs> awesome. I mean, I I, re- I really uh, I loved her in um, the latest iteration of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. I mean, she blew. She was so good. Uh, she played Starbuck, and um, she was so good. And it's such, and especially towards the end of that uh, series, which if anyone listening hasn't watched it, the five seasons of the new Battlestar Galactica are th- some of the best science fiction I think you'll ever see on TV. Mm. It's I think it's absolutely incredible, uh, and it's very deep stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I won't say more, but check it out. But she's a major character there, and. I know she's just she's really good. She's really cool. It, it was interesting yeah. in this episode how um, this is the first time we're getting Mandalorians who have a I wouldn't say opposite way of looking at the world, but they have definitely different ways of viewing the the Mandalorian heritage. Totally. You had her, you know, with her uh, with her officers there. Uh, Mercedes uh, Renato, who played uh, the character of Koska Reeves, and uh, Simon Cassandas as Axe Woes. And <laughs> great name. They, they 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 do have cool names, and their armor looked great. I oh, really they were great. just I loved seeing that armor. Yeah, um, me too. But the way that they were looking, like I mean, the fact that Mandalorian turns to them, he's like, "You're taking off your helmets. How dare you!" You get that armor off now, you know. I mean, it, it's almost like a very dog. Like I said, I used this word before, but extremely dogmatic way of going about things. And they just look at him like, 
Oh God, you're one of them. You're you're right, from like you're the one watch. Of those fanatics. You yeah. know what you're talking about. Now, is like, the yeah. watch? Do you think the watch they're talking about is Death Watch, which, which oh, we saw in season Ooh. two or three? Remember with Duchess Santine oh, yeah. and. I mean, oh, they dude, had that other moon one. where they were like those fun, those those Looney Tunes over there. The other moon are oh, are. Yeah, totally. I'm wondering wow. if, if Watch is just a shorter wow. name for the Death Watch. Oh, I bet it is. That's really cool. That's a great twist. And then, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that because was, they're going to need them. It, yeah, right. And, and they wouldn't. Have, they didn't. Even, they didn't want to be on Mandalore because it was like corrupted or something. You know, they were. Yeah, all I'm. Like, I'm curious about the yeah, story that's, that's so going to come out of this. Of like, what happened on Mandalore that that things have. I mean, I, last we saw was in the Clone Wars when, um, <laughs> at that that season where where Darth Maul was at one time in control of the planet. Right. So. Right. I wonder what's going to What happened? Us. What happened? Yes. I, mean, we, oh I thought wait, by Rebels wait, okay, we had just, already... Just as kind of like a little fantasy, what if what if we saw in like a flashback like what happened to Dar- like Darth Maul? Like, what if there was like some flashbacks with Ray Park? My God. Wouldn't well, that be epic? That would be great. <sighs> yeah, no, I yeah. mean, I, I have no problem... I have no problem being bringing Ray Park in and doing Darth Maul again. I, I, I don't think anything bad happens from that. Only good happens from that. Right, well, a we ne- and we never this. know. I mean, I know people gave uh, the movie Solo a lot of uh, grief, but I thought it was great, and I, I particularly... you got to like remember, he's no longer alive in the, in the timeline. What's that? you got to remember as well, too, Maul is not... At, at least right now... He's no longer alive. He's yeah. no longer alive because Obi-Wan right. um, finished him oh, that's off. That's what I'm saying, like in a but, flashback or something. Just to kind of... I, I, like, because he says to... Um, Whatever Han Solo's first girlfriend there, whatever yeah. her name was, he says, um, or, um, you know, meet me on the pl- meet me on whatever somewhere on Dathomir, I believe. Was it Dathomir? I think yeah, it's right. Dathomir. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I would love to see like what. Wow, what happened? Yeah, but uh, we, we I, mean, might, I don't think we'll get it. I don't think we'll get it. <laughs> we're not. Gonna, I, I highly yeah. doubt it. Although yeah, I, I will say, when we do our uh, our commentary on Solo, um, I, I I'm definitely going to. Just as 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 a side, I, I I never thought the movie was bad. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed yeah, me it. Too. It was I just a it. Uh, an unfortunate situation from the uh, the fallout of that year. <laughs> but yeah, anywho, sure. uh, yeah, let's give sorry. let's give a let's give a grade to uh, to this episode the 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 airness. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B plus. I give it an A plus. A plus. Wow. Yeah, it's my favorite so far. It's a good episode. Gosh yeah. good episode. Yeah, it was excellent, yeah. Uh, the episode that we uh, had this past uh, weekend here, The, the Siege. Siege. Um, this was actually directed by uh, Carl Weathers. Oh, that's cool. Has he, now, has he, has he directed before? I'm sure he's had some directing be, be, before in the past. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> he's one of those, those uh, personalities who, um, up until, you know, Last season of the Mandalorian, I'm just like, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's Apollo Creed. You know? <laughs> that's who he is. Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed. It just the same way I look at Sylvester Stallone. I'm like, that's Rocky. You could say that he's Rambo if you want, or you could say he's the guy from Over the Top. <laughs> he's Rocky. For sure. Um, this was a very interesting episode. Um, where what I found fun about this episode here was. Just the feel of, I, like I said, I felt like I was back a little bit in F4. Maybe it was because of the scenery where you're seeing those 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 classic imperial corridors with the with the the, the, the oval shapes on the walls, yeah. and you're seeing like you know classic stormtroopers going all over the place. 
Oh, it was great. Um, I thought it was. I was. Hey, my gosh, I was so happy to see Cara Dune back again. She cleaned up the that planet, which was so bad. I love that story yeah, about that. Too. They've Navarro, redeemed, they've they've all found in a sense, like like you know, Kref Garga. You know, he he figured out that he has some good in him to to make Navarro something better than what it was. Yeah. And Cara Dune is sitting there who has been such a loner for such a long time and has all this anger towards um, the Imperials, which she still does, but it's almost channeled in a way to keep this place clean and safe, and especially when he saw that they, they, they had like a school there. Yeah, that I was, was really like, my cool. gosh, they got a school there. Yeah, I love that thing with the cookies. Oh, that was adorable. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. That was really adorable. Um, yeah. It was fun to see. Now, I, 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 I'm back and forth on whether or not I think this character is good or not. Uh, Myth, Mithral, who's played by SNL uh, alum Horatio Sands. Oh, um, yeah. I, 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 it's tough. I can't, because all I keep hearing is Horatio Sands, and I don't get that out of my mind when I see this character talking, even uh, though he has so the gills yeah. and he's like, you know, humidity's right. coming off of him. But um, right. No, I, I kind of dig him. I think he's a comic relief. Yeah, I in mean, a way, I don't, I don't know if that worked as much though. To be honest, yeah. Well, he is there for the comic relief mo- yeah, uh, moments. Although I think Kref is really hard on him. Granted, yeah, I didn't like that. He was a little bit like treating him like a slave. I thought that was like, really yeah, so it was cool. like if, if Kref is really supposed to be that a little bit redeemed in a sense of where he's trying to, he's not doing bounties anymore, and he's he's you know, he's got he has he, he's caring for this community. And this guy who obviously, you know, the, the, the reason he's in that position because he, he wasn't such a, a redeeming character as well, too, who has, who has committed crimes and so forth. But um, the fact that he's, he is trying to make up for, for, for what he did. And I just thought that crap, yeah, it was a very stressful situation trying to, like, you know, blow up an Imperial base. Yeah, also, but, like, who, like, I mean, that guy can use a gun? I mean, I was scared for him. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't offer him a gun until later on. I mean, my first question was they got in that elevator was like give the poor guy a gun <laughs> like i mean yeah, they God, <laughs> like for god's sakes you're going into this combat situation i mean i, I don't love yeah I, I thought that the, uh... the use of him i mean i i'll tell you that yeah. whole thing where we now understand why they needed um the baby yoda is amazing and it brings in it brings in the phantom menace mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the in terms of the midichlorian count oh that is true that is that does bring right? it That's a little bit been, circle they, there they needed his blood they're transferring the blood the, of the child which has been yeah, like a, like a high into, m count they say you know right, a midichlorian I mean, count yeah mid- midichlorian sorry the midichlorian mandichlorian i, I mix the midichlorian count <laughs> Right, it's like some weird amoeba-shaped monster, the Mandalorian. Now, this is why I didn't get. Did were they saying that at the time when, when they did have possession of that child in season one? Are you saying that they actually did pull blood out of him too? Okay, so that's what they they were saying. They got blood out of him, and those clones were clones of Palpatine. Whoa! I was you. yeah. Oh were, man. That's the man. connection to the rise of Skywalker. That's what's wow. so cool. It connects this this episode, which is so amazing, connects the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker. How come I didn't get that? I, well, I don't know. My you gosh, know. I was like <laughs> I'm like, who is in there? Yeah. I no, figured it was, was like more troops. I, were, at first I thought it was troops that were being like, you know, well, it might again. Be. It might be. I could be wrong. But I think it no, was. No, the Palpatine need, thing at yeah, that. Yeah, because they needed someone who, who could be who could who could who could take a high midichlorian count and these clones couldn't they could they couldn't take the high midichlorian so, count oh my god damn i'm like yep, yep. 
knocked me over here. Holy cow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is, yeah, that it's is pretty cool. just awesome. I didn't yeah, even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow, I gotta I gotta watch Rise of Skywalker you, again. Oh, I haven't watched it in so a while. Good. No, me too. <laughs> it's so good. I love that movie. Uh, you know Actually, something, man? I love all of them. Yeah. I had a grade for this uh, for this episode here, but you just I think you just <laughs> gave me you knocked it up a couple. It's like when you went to the professor at college or whatever. Like he just knock it up like maybe three points, like you get like the plus as opposed to like you know it's the minus. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's great. Oh god, college was tough. Um, oh, I <laughs> a couple other things I loved in this episode. Yeah. My god, I just loved seeing that those speeder bikes. My oh, that was awesome. god, I really wish they could go back to Return of the Jedi and make. Not to say that the, the, those those speeder bikes in, in Return of the Jedi were bad. Those are awesome. But yeah. my god, the way that they have them now, where they're hitting the ground like a like like a like a dirt bike, and and it was. Oh my gosh! And see those those scout troopers on there. Awesome. Oh my god! I was like, that is how it's supposed to be. And then they have yeah. the, the 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 chase through the canyon there, and the Tie Fighters coming out. I loved hearing the Tie Fighters again. Oh wow! I just I, I I get always get like you know the the hair goes in the back of my head up when I when I hear the Tie Fighters it's coming amazing. through. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good action. Um, yeah. Like I said, I love seeing these characters. Just it was great seeing Gruff again too. I didn't know if we were going to see this character again, uh, but it was. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the uh, the 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 episode was uh, was a, was a really good episode. Um, I like. I'm glad to see that the Razor Crest is actually working again. I was really feeling sad watching it like clutter about the the galaxy I know, that, was pretty, pieces. I, that was so funny though with um you know the way they fixed it up with all the fishing nets and everything that was yeah no, it was it literally was being held together i mean in in the uh the npr radio dramas uh you know uh owen says something like yeah everybody you're keeping these droids together with like you know you know line and spit or something like that and that's what the razor crest looked like it was being yeah, kept together was, yeah it was like you know the mon calls version of the of that you know just a bunch of yeah. fishing line yeah oh one other point in that show that i wanted to, to 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 bring up i thought it was so interesting how the uh the rebel officer who was who's the rebel officer in that or i should say the new republic officer in the in the x-wing yeah. from that uh second episode he shows up again here where yeah. he's taking a report of what happened and um he leaves cara dune he talks about like you know that we need a we we could really use you and she's like, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not doing that. But he leaves her. Is that a, was that his sense his calling card? Was that a beacon? Was that what did he oh, leave? Yeah, that I rebel that, symbol. What was oh, it? Oh, oh, I don't know what that was. I thought it was some sort of like, yeah, actually, I, I thought it was. I just didn't know like, if it was uh, like a radio like thing a, or. Oh, it might be. That's interesting. I thought it was just like a, like some sort of metal or some sort of. Or maybe that's what it is. Something and just to remind her, and I don't know. If you were to give a a grade for here, I'll let you go first for this one. What's the grade that you're going to give for the siege? Uh, well, unfortunately, I, if I'm honest, I love that they connected all these things, mm -hmm. but I I thought I I got to give it like a B minus. Okay. Yeah. I well, just felt it was too. I just I don't. I liked all the connections to the EU and to the and especially between the the, the prequels and sequels. But I just as a as an actual show, I just I didn't dig it so much. Really. I mean, I liked it, but it was just it didn't it didn't bring the main story 
anywhere. I, we, we know nothing. It's just another side story. Well, it's another side story, but I think the difference between this one and the, and, and the Passenger episode is I think that there is some stuff. Sure. They're laying some ground in this episode. Yeah, no, I, I think I they're laying you. now. I and I will say, because of what you told me about uh, that, that theory behind Palpatine, I had to knock yeah. up the grade a little bit. So yeah, originally yeah. I was going to give it a B, but I'm giving it a B plus. Okay, fair enough. No, I can see a B+. that. Okay. Uh, if I were to give like you know a rating for this first half of the season, I think I would also give it as, as well to a B plus right now. This may change next week, as I'm thinking that Ahsoka's got to be in that episode, and that's probably just going to knock it up for me for an A, just because I'm going to see a live-action Ahsoka. <laughs> but who knows? Um, yeah, I, what would you yeah, give for this season? Yeah, uh, I give, so far I give it a, a solid B. A solid B. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're yeah, both pretty pretty yeah. satisfied with um, yeah. with yes. how this uh, okay. yeah. the series is going. Um, a lot of I guess I've got a lot of fun in this episode in in, in this series and um, yeah I'm just wondering you know we got the the the, the big holiday uh, holiday coming up Turkey Day coming up here in in the United States. And that's just going to run right into uh, the that the next episode. And I'm wondering if uh, you know Turkey Day 2020 is really going to be like almost like Mandalorian 2020 after we see this episode. Well, we'll see. It's, they chose. I mean, it's Dave Filoni wrote and directed. So I'm telling you, so it, it's it, awesome. It, that know? is the, could come. You know, you bring out the big guns. Yeah, you know? totally. So we'll have to we'll have to see what I'm excited to, to see it. All right. Let's. In addition to to to, to Mandalorian being uh, the, the the obviously the big Star Wars story going on right now, uh, you had the great pleasure, Dan, of uh, of of you know giving giving two great video games a a, a run through. You yeah. uh, you've gone through uh, Fallen Order and Squadrons. Give us yeah. give us. Uh, you take over from here, man. What, okay. what Tell us about this. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So Jedi Fallen Order. It's an it's it's hmm. It was so clear <laughs> to me this morning. Uh, let's let's take it. Did like, you finish Jedi Order? Okay, so let's, okay. Order? Let's start there. That's a good place to start. So I got about three quarters of the way through. Okay. Um, it's uh, let me let's start with the story. Uh, All right. The story is. I'll just say. I'll just give kind of a grade. The story gets an A from me. Okay. Um, and the look of it also gets an A. It's a very good looking game. Where is this story taking place? Just all in the over, timeline? All over the place. All over the place? Oh. Yeah, you, you visit many planets, including Dathomir. I mean, uh, is this, are we looking at post-Revenge of the Sith era? or? Um, yeah, this is, this is fo- like a couple years following the Jedi Purge. Okay, all right. Just give us a yeah. Yeah. sense and, of uh, <laughs> where we are here. Yeah, sorry. No, and I, I haven't actually picked... I mean, I haven't picked it up for a couple weeks, so... I got to I got to Dathomir, which is a particularly hard planet. Um, but by that point, I had powered up my character um, to such a degree that there were some very very satisfying Jedi moves I learned. Uh, one one is the ability to force pull an opponent across the room, grab him by the throat, and then stab him, <laughs> which was oh, just because like the the Dathomirans are like taunting you like you yeah. don't belong here outsider yeah. leave it once i will wipe the floor <laughs> with you and then you just like grab them like <laughs> it's like so it's very i mean that sounds awful i sound like a this is person, tfu take it to another level you're saying it's just so cool but you kind of you work your way up to it which is really amazing so that's one thing the game does really really well um the only... yeah I would say the thing that kind of hampers the game, and which is why I just kind of put it down, was, you know, like, if I have to redo a section twice, three times, four times, even ten times, even fifteen times, like, yeah. 
okay, it's hard, but I, I get it. You're trying to make the game challenging. You know, once you hit into the 20, 30, 40 times and it's just like the game's broken. You know, like I ran into a couple <laughs> places where it's like it's broken. Like it just like you have to jump on top of this thing before it does the thing. But the thing is like you can't get there unless you absolutely time it with a certain way that's kind of lucky. It's it's like I mean, are you are you playing it on like much. an expert level or are you uh No. No, I play I played it on on, on normative um, actually, level. I played on the easy level. On the easy level. You know? Like even okay. on easy it's it's like it's not like on easy. I just wanted to really see the story. Um, the combat is difficult on easy, but but playable. Um, on regular, the combat is is hard, but also like fair. But it's the puzzles and the in the and the kind of it's just it's just it's too oh, complicated it for itself. Is, <laughs> some of it is not finished. I would say so really? that okay yeah some of it's just not finished. Like they just they're like well oh, whatever people will be able to get through that if they try it hard enough and and they're right. But I feel it's disrespectful of the player's time. It's just like, uh, you can, know, can you tell like, me how much time you think you put? I mean, we like I said for us, we have, it's it's it, oh, it mean, wasn't I, unusual I, to put sixty hours yeah. into like a yeah that, no. Was... But I mean, right? But that, a lot of that's usually with exploration. So this game, there's not really exploration. I mean, there kind of is, but not really. I probably put in maybe, maybe fifteen hours to get about three quarters of the way through. Okay, so three. Okay, well, yeah, yeah but, so no, but, about, but if you're stuck tw- there, I mean, it's that, a twenty or twenty-five hour game, depending on how you play it. Is the story? Let's 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 we'll talk about it, but it, as you're going through here. Is the, the story great. of this of the this character is, going? It's great. It's, it's a good story. Okay. Incredible, incredible, actually. incredible story. Okay, I mean, it's really, really good, and uh, the voice acting is professional and and excellent, and just it's it's excellent story. It's a great game. Who's our Jedi in this? Um. Cam something or other. Okay. I, again, like I haven't played it in like three. Played a while. Just, okay. Yeah. So I just, I again, I kind of, it kind of brought me out of it at a certain point. I was just like, well, wait, what? Like, come on. So man. the game was just, in, like, in a sense, just, just, you, it was, you're tripping over your own self on this because it was, uh, it, the, the story was being held up by uh, game uh, they, challenges. Challenges. They re- well, they re- what they did is in terms of game design, they replaced exploration and story with. Um, like side quests and exploration and story and that kind of thing, they replaced it with puzzles, and I hate puzzles. Like I'm like uh, I'm not a puzzle person. Like I, I, I don't like them. Like when they're like, oh, and look, it's a five thousand piece puzzle. I'm like, wow, that sounds like, that sounds like torture. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I, I don't like puzzles. I mean, I never, you get I there just, and they tell you solve the Rubik's cube before you go further. Right. I'm like I, I just I sit down and cry. Like I just, okay, I, exactly. I, I really, I, I can't stand Oh, puzzles. that sounds, so, that sounds tough so, on, uh, yeah. Gosh. So like they, there's a lot of puzzle and, and the puzzles can be kind of cool. Cause they're, they're environmental puzzles. They're kind of like platforming okay. and it's kind of cool. But at a certain point it's like, no, <laughs> like it's too much. Like, why did you like when they don't work? I mean, I had one that literally it, I probably did it 20 times and it wasn't that I didn't know what I was doing. I knew how to play the game by that point. It's mm-hmm. an important part in the game. And I just couldn't, it just, it was like, it was broken. It just barely worked. It's like, you want to make it difficult, I get it. Make it as difficult as you want, but don't put in something that doesn't work. So really, it really bothered me, especially because the, the story is so good and it looks so beautiful. Um, it's funny you say so all this I, because I would, we were, yeah. when we go back to like thinking about like TFU, the Forced Unleashed, I mean, it was always for that second TFU too. It was always like, yeah, that wasn't enough in the gameplay. 
yeah. good story, but the gameplay just was like it ended after like you know two or three hours, and like I wanted more more time to do stuff, which I find interesting, which is almost like turning it on its head here and saying like, oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there was. A we'll lot give of you that, gameplay. Yeah, no, there just it was just I don't it was it was off very off putting, um, but I liked the story was great. I, I really enjoyed it actually. Um, and Are you going to continue it? To, I'll probably go back at okay. some point. I just don't. Have, I, I don't have. I don't have time. <laughs> right Do you want to give it a grade? Um, it gets a B minus on the B on minus. The whole. Okay. Yeah, like it's it's worth if you can if if you're really really good at at puzzling. I would say it's worth your time. If you're not, you could probably like it's a cool story, um, but again, I just feel like they they padded it. It's a very padded game. There like, is a a Marvel like, series. I don't know if it was like a short series or not. Oh, really? Um, for Fallen Order, and I was I was considering. Re- I might get it now. That actually, oh, that you told me that. Uh, that's great. The the story is awesome. It's really, I like. I think it's really cool. It's really oh, compelling. I'll have to check it out then. I'll have to yeah, check it's it out. very good. Um, so Squadron. So I recently, be, uh, you know, the little pandemic fever uh, yeah. happening here. I'm kind <laughs> of. Uh, it's hard not to be able to just go somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I, I bought um, pretty cheap actually a um, a PSVR. Wow. Unit. Nice. Um, which is which is really cool because you can just explore other worlds. You can kind of get out of, at least you feel like for a moment you're kind of not just been sitting in your house for months. So um, <laughs> You get the thing on your eyes. Yeah. Tell me what's um, going on. So so the, so Squadrons is really excellent. <laughs> it's just. Really? Wow. Well, I mean, the, 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 the trailers for it look, look, look phenomenal. But. It's an, it's, I mean, especially in the PSVR, I mean, you're like you're sitting inside a TIE fighter. Oh, you're really there? You're, you're right in the, in the cockpit there. And you look to your right, and you can see the ceiling, and you can see it's all like, it's <laughs> oh God, unbelievable. That is it's cool. unbelievable. Yeah, it's unreal. And then same with an X-Wing. I mean, it's just, and, oh, and then the, the an controls X-Wing. work beautifully. Oh. Yeah, you're in an X-Wing. That you're in awesome. it. Oh. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, it's really, it's really well done. And, this, and, and there's like, it's a multiplayer, mainly a multiplayer game. Um, I just played the prologue and a little bit of the story mission. There's a single-player mission that you can play through, which is about four hours long, I think. Is it a story and mode, or is it... Uh... Yeah, it's, story. It's, it's, it's a story. Yeah, and it's just like you don't have to play. It's not cooperative. Oh, that's good. And, I mean, it's yeah. always fun to be inside a TIE fighter or an X-Wing to do... I mean, gosh, we would still go back to that to that you know classic uh, arcade game of of X-wing fighter, you know. Totally. I, I mean, love that as game. much as like you know, it's like yeah. you know, as 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 basic graphics as you get. My God, it's gloriously fun. This is like, I mean, I I I, I just like it's hard to even explain. I mean, you're just you're sitting in there and then like you're doing these missions and then like you sh- you you go between like you can divert power f- to your engine or to your shields or to your weapons. Wow, you really are being red five in there, huh? Yeah, and so you're like, you know, like, you know, put the shields on you're like going in and you're like trying to blow up this thing and they're firing at you. It's like is there a certain time period this is in or are we talking the original? Yeah, so this time? is post, um, this is the beginning of the New Republic. Like okay, the, so, the, like all right. The prologue is actually, well, so the prologue tells the story of an, of an Imperial fighter who defects. Okay. Um, and you play a, a TIE fighter escort to him. Um, and uh, and then that's the prologue, and then that kind of teaches you the basic systems, and then you go on, and then it, and that was during, um, that was right after Alderaan was destroyed, so mm-hmm. that was between um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Oh, interesting. And then it jumps forward to the New Republic era, 
And you're, you're trying to get rid of the Imperial Remnant, but they're up to no good. Is there a pick-up-and-play mode for this as well, too, where you don't have to do the uh, the mission? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to do the prologue because it's just like a tutorial, basically. Okay. Um, but that's it. That's only like 15 minutes, maybe, or something. Can you do any classic missions, like like a Death Star run or anything? Or That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, so you have to... It's all mostly multi... It's mostly multiplayer. Is Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that could be good. I mean, I'm so so traditional in my video game playing where I'd be like, you know, it's me and my video game. Leave me alone. <laughs> type situation. Yeah, no, I'm not into the multiplayer. I, I think but, I would play this in any context just with the PSVR. Now, the neat thing is you don't have to have PSVR for this. It's PSVR. It's, it's oh, that's VR. just like, you know, on steroids there with it, but it's, that makes it much more fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I think probably the graphics look a little better not not on the PSVR, mm -hmm. but I don't care. Like, I would, I mean, I, if, if you've got a VR, it's so incredible, especially because the cockpit graphics, like, look oh, really God. real. And you, like, look down and your legs are, you can see, like, with the ah, legs that's of, awesome. it, it's, it's, I can't even. <laughs> and then, like, you press forward on the throttle, and if you look to your right, you can see him putting up the throttle. Like, the throttle goes up. Like, oh my god! Wow. It, it's just, it's insane. And I may have to convince really, the kids really to, to get it for the, uh, for the, for the Xbox now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Re I mean, the game is really cool, and actually, it's gotten really like people really dig it, and I, I totally see why. But I mean, I'm, I just thought it was excellent. The other thing, the neat thing about about the VR is. I mean, I have it on the PlayStation. I mean, there are tons yeah. of options for VR. PlayStation VR, if you have PlayStation, it's actually it's really, like, not so much money to get in uh, to VR. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, but the neat thing is you can, like, watch movies with it, too. Oh, my gosh. So I watched the last two episodes of The Mandalorian, and it's like you're sitting in a theater. It's this enormous screen in front of you. <laughs> it's like... I mean, it's, it's like... People are going to find Dan it. just, like, stuck on the sofa right, one day and just, right. like, you know, he, was, he hasn't moved. <laughs> right, he was getting a, a, a graduate degree, and now he's just... It all, it all went downhill when he bought that VR, huh? Hey. Yeah, no, it's really... I mean, it's... it's it, it, the thing is that, actually, it is it is kind of hard on your eyes and your head a little bit. Like, yeah, I, 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 I always... My eyes hurt long. so much these days, like, uh, with... with, with I, that's why I can't really do... When I go to the theater to do, like, a 3D movie, that would just, like, give me a headache. But Yeah, uh, no, it's you gotta, it's it's a little bit intense. So I, I can't... You can't... Actually, you can't really fall into it because you would just... It's not it's not possible. But the I story and the but, play sounds like First Squadron sounds to be a blast. Like, this it's, is... It's a total blast. Just which incredible. is nice to hear that it's something... Yeah. Not to say that Fallen Order probably isn't a fun story, and because I love playing Jedi games it's like heavy. that. It's heavy. Um, yeah, you're but right. just it's to heavy. be able to yeah. have to hear the the sounds and the soundtrack, and and have have that ability to to, to get that feel of like being in the X wing, and just you know just just to have some fun flying around and, so and like, battling the, the 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 Empire is is I mean that's the, I think there's 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 definitely going to be a place for that. It, it, it's not simplistic, but it is almost like um, just something you need to keep your 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 Star Wars soul alive a little bit. You 100, know, a hundred percent. And you notice how, like, in some of the like battle scenes in movies, where like the X Wing guys will like look over their shoulder, yeah. kind of diagonally yeah. to try to find the target. Yeah. So I, I started doing that. Oh, Where'd it go? And because of the VR, I look up and I'm like, "Oh, there it is!" And I jam the controls over and I kind of swing back. Any chance like, you're going to be able to like, like play like Jet Porkins there and so forth and say, "We I got a problem not. here." I hope not. Like, I know oh, that'd be terrible. Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. 
Oh, oh God, poor Porkins, my God. Oh, we got a problem. I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, yeah, I think I was kind of like a, I was kind of like a pudgy kid, so I didn't appreciate this. Oh, goodness gracious. Porkins. Okay, you don't have to be Chad Porkins. <laughs> I was like, that's not nice. He was I'm actually, por- God rest I'm his soul. Porkins. But, you yeah. had to kill poor Porkins, the fat guy? Come yeah. on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Gosh, they had, and I always wonder, God, they had to call him that? Like, George was sitting there, yeah, he's, we'll call him Porkins. Yeah. It just matches him. Yeah, yeah, he's just, got a big double chin. I mean, why not? Yeah. I will say that I did hear, I mean, he, he God rest his soul, he, he passed away a bunch of years oh. ago. But um, he was actually, a, 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 supposedly, a, a, a very friendly individual on the, on the Comic-Con scene. And he oh, enjoyed seriously? Meeting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, let's, okay, so for squadrons, you gave, you gave, uh, what, what's, what's your, a solid A, a solid A. That's it's awesome. Just, it's just, that's awesome. I mean, and with the VR, I mean, I, it's beyond an A. It's just, it's like a boyhood dream and you're like looking, you're in an X-Wing cockpit. You know, what, you know what I have been looking at, which I'm, I, gosh, I gotta figure, I would, <laughs> this is like oh, one man. of those dreams that you can't get. It, yeah. it will never happen. Um, I just keep looking at that classic three and one Star Wars arcade game that they're selling now what? that has um, wow. the X-Wing game, that has the Empire game, and the Return oh, of the Jedi goodness. game on it. Uh, it's not as big as an actual arcade, you know, standing arcade that you saw, in, like, you know, in, our, in, 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 in the 80s, but it's, it, is a, it is a sizable machine that you, that you have, in your, have in your house. Uh, Amazon has it boy. now for, I think, 400 bucks, and I'm curious what it's going to be like on Black Friday. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, man. Oh, that's <laughs> I was awesome. like, wow. uh, gosh, I would, that's like the, the dream part of my list. Like, you know, if, if I, if, if on my wish list, it's there. Well, it's I'll tell there. you, I mean, I've got to figure out a way to get it. That's you 100% do. I think you owe it to yourself. I owe it. Yeah, as okay. A, as, a Star Wars, <laughs> as a Star Wars guru. And I, uh, yeah. you totally do. And uh, and whenever it's like safe to, uh, to you know, get together again, yeah. you know, whenever that may be in the future, um, the PSVR, you got to check it out. Oh, right? gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> like, no problem. It's, you Absolutely. Good reviews, Dan. I liked that. Oh, that was that. Yeah. We had we hadn't spoke about video games in a while. I'm glad we got that. We got that in. Yeah. There. Oh, and there's another one out. Actually, it's for um, the Quest uh, VR system called uh, Beyond, like Beyond Galaxy's Edge or Galaxy's Edge or something. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And it takes. It's a series. It's going to be a series of um, of Galaxy's Edge tales. Oh, that's it's really pretty good. I saw okay. a review. Yeah, it looks looks really good. And I'm hoping to. Uh, at some point, uh, get into uh, Vader Immortal, which is also on the PS. Oh, you'll have to let us know about that. So I know, we'll I know. You you had mentioned uh, you saw some videos for that, and it, it sounded just like, uh, gosh, yeah, pretty going cool. into the depths of Vader in his castle yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. And and I mean, it also it made it that story actually made it into the Rise of Skywalker. So, oh, cool. Like that's why that's why um, uh, Darth Vader's planet. Which I'm blanking on. How can I blank on that? I'm so tired. Uh, Mustafar you're talking about? Yeah, Mustafar. Sorry. Yeah. That's why Mustafar has trees on it. Yeah. So yeah. it has to do with the storyline yeah. in Vader Immortal. Remember, you also see Mustafar in Rogue One as well. Do you? Wait, when? In Rogue One when we oh, see of Vader. Course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people forget oh, right. that. Yeah, no. Because they don't, I, well, for whatever reason, he didn't put the, 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 the text that this is Mustafar. I don't know if he wanted well, No, the, and they didn't do it. And they also, yeah, no, they didn't do it. They, you're right. They didn't yeah. put Mustafar. That's right. But it was. No, it was definitely It was. Mustafar. It yeah, was. That's sure. where his castle is. Yeah. But, no, uh, so, I, so I'll, have to, I'll definitely I'll get oh, back yeah, to Oh, yeah. We got that. That sounds like something you definitely. Dan, you're on a mission now, and you have a job, and you got to figure out how to get the information about that. Yeah, well, you know. 
I want to talk about one other thing here on, sure. uh, before we wrap things up here. This sure. this story came over my uh, over my feed a couple days ago, and it was interesting that it came up because um, usually around this time of the year, uh, and I'm talking about like as we get into like a holiday season, um, one book that I sometimes pick up and just you know knock off and like to reread again is Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster. Oh sure, um, yeah. It's I'm Beautiful, telling you, yeah. it's it's just yeah. You get you have people who either really enjoy that story, or they're like it is so far from the reality of the canonical story that they just can't handle it, you know. Um, but it is the very first bit of EU. It is the one, I guess, the first expanded universe story that came out after um, after A New Hope. Um, this week, and it's written by Alan Dean Foster. So usually, like I say, I, I, I take a look at. I actually have the uh, the, the, the four part comic series that was adapted from the story. Um, I reread the novel, and uh, at the same time, that that cover art by Ralph McQuarrie just knocks me out every time. I just absolutely. I keep looking to see if I can find a print of this, but uh, that, that that McQuarrie picture of of, of the Kyber crystal with Luke and Leia there, and Vader in the background, you know, looming Fabulous. over them. It's really Amazing. an awesome cover. Amazing. Um, yeah. But this this story came through, and, and I'm reading the, the. I mean, there was a bunch of different stories, but I'm reading the one here from the New York Post that yeah. uh, came out about this. And uh, the headline for this is Star Wars author says Disney is stiffing him on royalties. So it says, I'll just read a little bit of this. That sci-fi writer Alan Dean Foster says Disney has been behaving like the evil empire from his Star Wars novels by stiffing him on royalties for some of his popular books. The prolific author says the Mouse House, as he calls it, hasn't paid him a penny for his novelizations of the iconic franchise since its 2012 purchase of Lucasfilm, the studio that birthed Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. In an open letter addressed to Mickey, Foster said he's owed royalties for his 1976 book version of the first Star Wars film, which he ghostwrote for series to create creator George Lucas, and the 1978 sequel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. He's also missing fees for his trio of novels based on the hit Alien films, Alien films which I did not realize that he had done that, which wow. became uh, Disney after it acquired 20th Century Fox last year. Wow. When one company buys another, they acquire its liabilities as well as its assets. Sure. You're certainly reaping the benefits of the assets, Foster74 wrote in a letter released this week by the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America. I'd very much like my minuscule, though it's not small to me, share. Foster added that Disney has ignored his agents and legal reps' efforts to collect the cash and pressed him to sign a non-disclosure agreement before even starting negotiations, something no one has ever has asked him to do. Foster said he could use the money as he battles an advanced form of cancer, which is really sad to hear, um, which he was diagnosed with in 2016, and his wife is also grappling with serious medical issues as oh, well. I know, I know this is what a gargantuan corporations do, ignore requests and inquiries, hoping to the petitioner will simply go away or possibly die, Foster wrote, but I'm still here and I'm still entitled to what you owe me. Well, yeah, and just to point out to our listenership here, yeah, um, this story is all over the internet. It's not. It's not only. It's yeah. not a New York Post exclusive. You can no, 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 no. I, I was, I was and, choosing the, the, the yeah, shortest yeah, one I could read about this. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just. It's all over the place. This it is, is real, all over the place. Yeah, it's a real thing, and it's not only Alan Dean Foster. You know. I mean, there's a, yeah, no, a I mean, this is. Money. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of other creators yeah. who have. Um, it, it was. I mean. It, 
when you, when you talk about science fiction writers, he, Alan Dean Forster has to be one of them that is up there. Yeah. And when you talk about the top five or top ten, you know, science fiction authors of all time. Um, it just the funny thing there, was yeah. that last year, I have two two versions or two editions of Splinter of the Mind's Eye, but I wanted to get one as well too of um, the new version that says Legends on it, just because oh, I wanted cool. to, to have like you know the legends on the top of the cover. It, you know, it, it, I'm a collector. What can I tell it's you? It's great. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So so I got it, but it was just as I looked at it today, I was like feeling bad. I was like, gosh, because it's not like I bought this for. I, I bought it from Amazon. You know. You know, last year for like you know six bucks or something like that. You know, yeah. And part of me was like, gosh, uh, I guess I, I guess Alan Dean Foster didn't get like whatever royalty was supposed to come from this book, because it has yeah. the Disney stamp on the back and everything. And I was like, oh goodness gracious. But yeah. it, it, I mean, it, 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 it's awful to think this that in this day and I mean, it, 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 you're being pulled in two directions. Disney has given us the Mandalorian, which we're just knocking our socks off. You know. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, they are not treating the original, you know, creators of, of uh, in a sense, part of their bread and butter now. What they did, and like I said, it's it's not like he's probably asking. He's asking for the royalty of a book which probably is not bought that too often. Yeah, I, mean, he, he, I mean, he ghost wrote the the original Star Wars. Exactly. Maybe he I mean, like maybe the there's a lot of a lot of that might be going, but I honestly don't see how no, much. No, there's a lot of money there. I mean, people still buy. That. I'm sure there are for that. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you talk about splitters in the mind's eye. Sure. Uh, yeah, you have people like us who are going to get it, and maybe they're going to find other other readers and so forth. I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is so petty for what Disney is doing to him and to any of these other creators that they might be like, you know, uh, you know, holding well, back he, royalties that they that they deserve. Well, this brings up a, an important issue, which is kind of a deeper issue, which is you know, you have legality and the mm -hmm. law, and it's very complicated, and then you have morality. And the two don't always go together. Um, something can be legal, yeah. but really, really wrong. And, you, you know, you can pay people to fight a legal case for you uh, that you know you, you know, you're in the wrong. Yeah. Um, and you might win, uh, but you're still doing something amoral or immoral. And I think that's the case here. I mean, I think they also, I mean, think also according to the law, I think they actually have to pay him. Um, but they're going to try and they're going to throw lawyers at it. And try to interpret the law in such a way that gets them out of paying him and other other uh, creators. Yeah, and such I think a, it's it's, Im, it's immoral. It's it's wrong to do that. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's really an abuse of power. Um, uh, Disney's a very powerful organization. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of um, you know they have a lot of uh, people they can hire, and and they they have a lot of things at their disposal, a lot of power and different types of power at their disposal, including a lobby. I mean, they lobby the government. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, they, they have a lot of power, and for them to, with that amount of power, to behave immorally, uh, uh, is or amorally is probably better in a, a better way. They're just not even paying. The morality doesn't even occur to them. Um, it's really it's a problem. I'm it's you, really it's... a problem because it also it's a bad example. So like, you know, like it's a really bad example. You know, if, whatever. Back in two thousand before two thousand twelve, because um, I was trying to think back. When, when we started the podcast, which was, gosh, <laughs> nine, ten years ago, I think. Oh my God. Um, like... As as I think back on that, we were, gosh, we really were living at a time where Star Wars, you know, the, 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 
you know, podcasts were beginning to, 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 to beef up. Apple was becoming a big thing. Um, sure. Clone Wars had just begun and started. We got the Blu-rays for, for this. Star Wars celebrations were happening. And I thought at the time, it just seemed like when Lucasfilm was its own entity, with, with George at the, at, at the helm, not to say that he, he wouldn't... I mean, if, if somebody was going something, you know taking his product and doing something that that was was not you know correct for them to be doing i mean i just think of things like you know people like knocking off lightsabers or something like that or people like you know trying to sell. Uh, yeah he would probably go after something like that but for the most part things like there wouldn't be a 501st legion there wouldn't be um you know, uh, an Alderaan base. They wouldn't be those type of like costuming organizations. I think, if if it was Disney or any other big corporation that was in control of it at the time, um, sure. I I think. I mean, a lot of it was like you know, uh, George was I think famous for like saying you know you can play in my sandbox, just be respectful of 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 what you're doing, which is why he wasn't he wouldn't do things like you know go after, you know podcasts or or things that were were being done for the fun of it and 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 trying to like give everybody the joy of star wars yeah um but as soon as disney bought it part of me was wondering what will happen when that when that happens and the fact that oh gosh it gets down to this where you have like you know (laughs) you know we have an author here who 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 wrote those stories it's his work he wrote the stories and that 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 the big corporation is going to be you know petty about it is is just it just runs me the wrong way. I'm like, gosh, yeah, I mean, especially wrong, when yeah. we got you know all those artists that we would see at like Comic Cons that we would go to. I and mean, we never went to a celebration, but we went to the Rhode Island Comic Con and Super Mega Fest and all these other ones. Yeah. Um, there were artists who we knew that 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 were there who were they they passed like the uh the the whatever test they had to take or whatever things they had to do to become official licensed lucasfilm artists yep and a lot of those artists no longer are able didn't go to the last celebration or the celebrations beforehand um I, I guess because Disney has their own animators and their own artists that they that they're going to go to turn to first. There are still some. I'm not saying that everyone is that that wasn't there, um, but but I was just <laughs> something about a change, especially when you're talking about For creators sure. and, and artists and authors who um, try to do their best to give us you know more of that universe that we that we enjoy so much of. Yeah, no, I'm, I I agree 100 percent, and just you know. I'm gotta, hoping that a good outcome will come to this before, before too nope. long. I mean, I was I was I was also shocked to read that 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 Alan Dean Foster is is ill at this time. Um, yeah, that's really it's that's really, really sad. sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's an amazing author. Yeah. Did you like Splinter of the Mind's Eye? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 Sure. It's part of my childhood. It's it's I'm telling you I just I, I just dig that story especially when you go to Mimbom and 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 then when you see Mimbom again in Solo. <laughs> Like this is the place that they're talking about in that in that in that book, which uh, always always I always enjoyed. Um, and like I said, I I've, I've got to figure out a way to get that uh, Macquarie uh, that Macquarie uh, shot of, of of that cover shot. God, it's such a awesome, awesomely awesome shot. Amazing. I still want that that um, that book of art, the original art of Ralph Macquarie. Oh yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, that book's yeah. So, that's oh so gosh. Yeah. yeah, that is. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. That's interesting because you, you you probably will see it for. Uh, I mean, maybe you'll see it on a Black Friday sale on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, there you go. I'll have to take a look. Yeah. 
one other thing I want to mention before we sign off here. Sure. Talking to swag right now because okay. you know. Yeah. Uh, the other day I had to pull a trigger on on a, on a bit of uh, Star Wars swag because it was just too good. I, I had some Amazon points, and uh, I was like, okay. And I was able to gosh this <laughs> this mini bust of Luke Skywalker from Crate. Oh. It is yeah. it, Luke looks like such a badass in this on oh, uh, this sculpt. Awesome. Oh my gosh! Whether I'm not saying that I would have, I would have much preferred to see Luke do something like you know have an, an awesome lightsaber battle against Kylo Ren, which didn't happen there. But for whatever reasons, neither here nor there. But he just had this like this incredible badass look on him in this sculpt yeah. that I have of him, with his hand out, you know, out like almost like controlling the Force with his other uh, gloved hand holding his uh, his blue lightsaber. It's just even when you look up close at the face has this ash on it and everything from like after that you know moment when kylo said you know points every gun onto that guy in fire but <laughs> that was great do you think but, you uh, got him yeah exactly <laughs> but this is such a fun thing I, I may have to once if i ever get back to my office <laughs> after oh, that's, this pandemic that's i want to bring that permanently displayed that's right? where it's going to be displayed yeah, i think totally. oh, but wow. uh, yeah that it's that's so, it's that's, amazing uh, actually it's really a really really which company put that out Oh, that's a gentle giant one. Oh, gentle wow. giant, but uh, through um, I, I, I think uh, Diamond Select Toys. Did you? Did you? Now, did you get the Sith Ray? Did that? Is that? I don't think it's out yet. I think there's still. It, uh-huh, it, I okay. think it's another. It's an item for next year. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, do you actually do you have any swag uh, that, that that's on your wish list for this year? Um, Unless the 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 the, the, the VR <laughs> was the wish list fulfilled. But. I think that was the wish list. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I um no, I don't think I think I'm uh I'm actually I want to play the, you know, Vader Immortal. I mean, it's not really swag, but I definitely You know, one I, book I do want to get that, that uh that just came out recently from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, neat. They they, they had the, wow. the the first book from a certain point of view which yeah. gave all these other stories on like, you know, Sure. From a different perspective on on, yeah. on all the different scenes within within the movie, they did one for Empire Strikes Back, and I cannot wait to read that. When does that come out? Yeah, the first. It's out now. Really cool. It's out. Oh, it's out. Oh, it's neat. out now. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It's one of those uh, one of those items that I'm like waiting for Black Friday. Um. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I hear you. Black Friday. Well, I think that wraps it up here for uh, the TJW podcast for November 2020. If you yeah. want to get in contact with us. You can check us out on our Facebook page. It is facebook.com slash tjwpodcast. You can also uh, check us out on our YouTube page. Uh, We're now posting our episodes there as well, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, That is all for now. For everyone here at the podcast, I just want to wish everybody a wonderful turkey day. I hope a good long weekend's coming up where you get some good food, good drink, enjoy some time uh, at home. with uh with your immediate family <laughs> if yeah. you can um and uh yeah hey it's the start of the holiday season so i'm hoping that uh we're gonna have some uh some some fun things to drop uh on the podcast uh during the holidays yeah sounds good happy thanksgiving everyone stay safe and stay away from each other exactly exactly <laughs> hopefully <laughs> and if you have nothing to do you know there's always star wars uh on, on disney plus as well as on your blu-rays so you can always <laughs> exactly. head to that direction if you have to and everything and let's not forget just before we go off here 40th anniversary of the star wars holiday special as i think i mentioned beforehand oh, i have some more to say about this in the next episode by you know, the way. I, there is one more but i really want the um the wookie slippers 
Those are cool. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that w I would wear those. Well, we get cold cold winters where we live, so I yeah, mean, those are always sure. good to have. Yeah, definitely. If anybody can send Dan some Wookiee slippers, I know he'd appreciate <laughs> that it. That would be really wonderful. That'd yeah, be that awesome. Be For all of us here at the podcast, I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling the gentleman's waste.